You are now listening to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast. Let the story begin. One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 Brown skin, love her. Brown skin, love her. Brown. Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin. Hold me down. Yeah. Welcome to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast, and I'm your host Greg Eel, the Culture Change Agent. First and foremost, before I do anything, I want to say, man, I thank you. Matter of fact, I'm gonna take it a step further. I love you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart, man. It's been almost a year and a half. And it's been such a freaking journey. Almost a quarter million downloads. 200 different countries. I got people from Africa, Britain, London, uh, Australia, Singapore, freaking California, Kansas City, Oklahoma, reaching out, showing love. It's been a great journey. It really has. And last episode was actually the last episodes of season three. Season four is coming sometime in August. I'll put a date on it soon, probably third Thursday in August. And what we're going to be doing over the next month or so is debuting live podcasts. Because if you haven't already heard, if you look at my Instagram, at Greg E. Hill, or on my Facebook, Greg E. Hill, the profile, yo, we're going on tour. It's going to be crazy. Six cities starting off July 8th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Then we're in July 15th, we're in Washington, D.C. July 22nd, we're in Atlanta, Georgia. July 29th, we're in Houston, Texas. August 5th, we in Brooklyn, New York. August 12th, where we at? We in my hometown, Bull City. You can find all ticket information at www.greggyhill.com backslash MTP live. And yo, I can't wait to see y'all. Matter of fact, if y'all send me an email, greg at greggyhill.com, and you say you're coming and you listen to the podcast, I might get a discount for you. So make sure you send me that email. Tickets starting at $10, but I have limited early birds. It's going to be $20 after that for general admission. I also have a $50 small group sessions where you can ask me anything you want about podcasting, writing books, and all that other stuff before the actual event. It's going to be going down from 3 to 7. From 3 to 4 is the power. I call it a thrive session where I mean, I'm adding a ton of value, maybe joining a couple of guests on that. And it's just seven people max, just building and growing your business, your idea, whether it's writing a book, starting a podcast, speaking, whatever. It's your time with me and you, so I would love to connect y'all in those cities. Make sure you grab those early bird tickets. Uh, I forgot. Oh, yeah, from 4 to 5, live podcast, 5 to 5.30 Q&A. And then from 5.30 to 7, it's going to be a real session because our podcast has been successful more so because of you, but also, too, we storytellers, man. We just humans. We share stuff. So... We're just going to, man, I got a very intentional networking session. I hate the networking work, so I'm not going to use that. But 
It's going to be exciting, man. So I definitely hope y'all can join me once again. GregGayHill.com backslash MTP live for all the tour dates, locations, and guests dropping soon. But make sure you grab your tickets when they are available because Charlotte early birds are basically done. So it's general admin or the VIP session, not the VIP, the Thrive session. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. But today's episode is going to be very unique and unusual because, yo, I'm the only one on it. Side note, this podcast is sponsored by yours truly, Greg E. Hill and Culture Change United. You can find our merchandise. Where the merchandise? Minority Trailblazer merchandise at gregehill.com backslash merchandise. We got the hoodies. We got tank tops. We got hats. We got computers, mugs, all that good stuff, man. So check us out at gregehill.com backslash merchandise. Also, if you're listening via SoundCloud, make sure you leave comments on the podcast, man. Shout out to a few that do. Make sure you leave comments on stuff and certain things like, yo, give me some life on the SoundCloud, all right? Season three is done. We had an interlude until we got the live podcast dropping. So I'm like, F it, man. I just want to share some things that's been on my heart, on my mind. Also want to ask, add, answer a lot of questions that y'all have been sharing via LinkedIn, via Twitter, via Instagram, all those mediums. Questions y'all have about just kind of speaking uh, podcasting, reading books. So if you're if you're into that, definitely tune in. If not, make sure I see you on tour. So as we always start off, I was so pissed off earlier this week because, and not to put this woman on front street, I'm gonna see her name. I, she's cool. She supports the page. She liked the page. She said, "Yo, gee, I want you to speak at my daughter's event." I said, "Okay, cool, cool, cool." Um, all right, shoot me the info. Shout her the info. What I said was, oh, oh, can you just fill out this form real quick so I can have it all documented so I know kind of what the audience is, what your budget is, all this good stuff. She hit me back like, la sigh. It don't have to be this hard. I'm talking about in quotation sigh. Mind you, I don't know this woman. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I, I got you. So right in my head, I triggered. Because back in the days, back in the early days when I first started speaking, I was like, all right, anybody that said they wanted to hear me, I was like, okay, cool, cool. I was going to make it work, get on the phone, get a call. But I said, I already, I know what this lady is, right? So then... She puts on the form, puts all the information in, then it says where the prospective budget is. She put in all caps, we don't have no budget, exclamation. I said, no, she didn't. This lady, I don't know from nothing, reached out to me to speak at her daughter's event, which was a couple hour drive. And then she put at the bottom, we don't have no budget, exclamation. I said, good God, I've never witnessed something in my life. I just felt so disrespected. Um, but it was just, it was a very fun money. And I say all that to say because I was talking to a young lady. Shout out to all my college students that are listening to the podcast. It's crazy. Matter of fact, I'm going to read something real quick. It's a high school student. That's what I'm telling you. If you were listening to this, you got kids, man, put them onto the podcast game early because it would change their life. But I'm going to read this message uh, My boy Jordan Mavens, man, he said, yo, I just want to know that I have been listening to the Minority Trailblazer podcast and it really just opened my eyes on how easy it is to become not just a successful student and a young adult, but how I can be a successful African-American male in America with the resources I already have. I also want you to know that you visiting Burnham Malone last school year affected my peers and me as well. Taekwon made a club called Men of Distinction, which was created to start us male high school students good habits of becoming a man and to show everyone that being average is dangerous. Every Tuesday and Thursday, everyone would meet during the second half of lunch, and on Wednesday, we would dress professional for the Day of Distinction. Now Ty has graduated Vernon Malone and is enrolled at North Carolina State University. 
Before the school year ended, he promoted a select group of members to be in leaders next year. Thanks for giving back to the community, and maybe I'll be on your podcast one day. I tell y'all, when I read that, man, I almost came to tears because this is this. I want I want to be real with y'all. Vernon Malone last year, I did a speech. It was a free gig, an hour, and yo, the kids were amazing. And sometimes when I'm speaking to high school students, man, I just pray they really get it. Cause I, I'm honest, I put it all out in the atmosphere. I, put, I share my story. I give them passion. I'm like, man, I pray they really get it. And the message I received from a lot of high school students said, this dude not only got it, but he started a a, a group Tuesday to Thursday meeting during the second half of lunch and, and dress for success on Wednesday. I didn't tell him to do that. The only cadence in my speech was being average is dangerous. And the rest was history. And that's why, man, it's so important to not only when you, you receive something, but to immediately execute immediately execute. When you get off a phone call that's inspiring and encouraging, get back into the lab and execute, especially if you really are for your dreams and for your future and for that passion, man. So uh, let me just jump right into things, man. First, I want to answer a lot of questions about speaking. When I first started speaking, um, how does it, how does it like to be on the stage? Like, how did you get your first couple gigs and all that other stuff? So uh, around a couple years ago, I think it was like three years ago, I was around A&T and I was working in York, Pennsylvania, nothing in York, Pennsylvania. Once again, nothing in York, Pennsylvania, specifically Redline, Pennsylvania. Worked for BAU Systems and I had a whole year to basically like just think, plan outside of being a financial analyst. And I was like, hold up, man. I, I need to find a way to get back. I got a story, but I don't know how to share it. So then I went into, I got a call from one of my fraternity guys, Jehudi. He was like, yo, G. I want you to come to A&T and talk to the people. And I was like, what am I talking about? Like, I, I, I really didn't know. I had a journey, I had my story, but I wasn't really comfortable yet of sharing it. So then fast, I said, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. And then the first speech, man, first speech ever at North Carolina A&T, my alma mater for Alpha Alpha program, I walked onto the stage, right? First, I spent like 10 minutes in the dark. Listening to, I forgot what song it was. I can't. Dun, 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 dun. I can't. Dun, 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 dun. Then I did my power pose for like two minutes. And then I looked in the mirror before I started. I said, Yo, G, you the man. You the man. You're going to kill it. You the man. You the man. So then I crumpled up a piece of paper. And then they said, and I told my LB, I said, Yo, when they are introducing my name, then you come get me from the back and I'm going to jump in right when they introduce my name, right? So they called my name, and I crumpled up this piece of paper and threw it. And I said, man, that's when I told my origin story. And many of y'all, y'all read the book. Y'all listened to episode 21 about when I was homeless, about when I was suicidal, about when I almost gave up on everything. And I said, yo, that was the letter. I read them, actually, the text message I sent my mom to get me out of Greensboro. And then eventually when I came back to Greensboro, everything I repossessed of my apartment. Like, I used to be the flyest dude. I'm, I'm all right now, but I used to have OD suits, slim fit suits, like 5'10 coats, all this stuff. It all got taken around 2012 uh, because of a bad investment deal. And I just shared my story for an hour. I showed it how, how important it is to have like-minded individuals around you. How important it is to be a man of character. How important it is to just tell your truth and, and be and own your story. Because once you own your story, you can own your narrative and you can kind of create what you want to create. And you can move different. You can move with confidence because you know you ain't hiding nothing. 
you know, you're a real one. And I talked for like an hour, 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it was very, very long. Like I did, I played a video that lasted like five minutes long. I had to write down stuff. I, I incorporated Instagram. I talked real fast. But that, that, that first speech, man, it gave me the confidence to say, yo, I do this. And most importantly, when I, after the first speech, before the first speech, I always called myself a professional speaker. I was a genius at being Greg Kill, and I want y'all to hear this right now because many of you, if you listen to this podcast, you've had uh, the Malcolm Gladwell theories. You need ten thousand hours to be expert in something. Well, guess what? Many of us we've been ourselves for ten thousand hours. So I'm an expert at being Greg. I'm a professional speaker. I always had that kind of that kind of mentality. So after that, more a couple more opportunities came, but I was just man, it was it was so nervous. And how did I first get my first paid gig? I got my first paid gig. I did so many free gigs that I was like, I got to charge something. So what I charge? $100. (laughs) So $100 for a couple hours. And then after that, I started uh, charging a couple. The next event, I did $250. The next event, I did $500. And then after the the last $500 one, it was like a whole year time. This is around like 2015 where I didn't get paid anything for a whole year. And this is when I had like content. I had like followers online. I was pretty raw in the speaking game, but I was still going in. But here's some critical things. Here's some, some takeaways, some action points that you can do. First, one, I had a website. I bought my domain. I had a website and I had a web page. That's the first thing. Even if you don't have a web page, I had a press kit. I started off with just a one-page press kit of my name, my bio. Find out and let people know, and this is what I didn't know. Let people know the topics you speak on the learning outcomes of your presentation, so what they can expect to get out of it, and who your direct audience is for. So even before you have a website, as long as you have a PDF, every speaker, every potential speaker should have a PDF of a bio with a great-looking headshot with also at least, all right, if their audience is high school, a high school talk with the learning outcomes, which is a.k.a. what they, the students should expect after doing it, and then you, what your ideal audience is, like what they're struggling with as well, as well if you want to do college or whatnot. So that's the first thing. Had a PDF. Then the next step, of course, is the website. Just secure your domain right now. If you don't have a website with your domain right now, shame on you. Secure it. It's only $10. You can do Bluehost or GoDaddy. So get that. If you want to get a website, you can go to themeforce.net and buy a WordPress theme. Or you can just use the Squarespace. I don't care. But you need to have a website. And then the second and biggest thing that most people do not do when they first start speaking is they don't videotape themselves. Not like practicing, but they just don't videotape themselves. They're actually speaking. So what I did, I bought a Canon uh, DSLR, and I videotaped myself every single gig, specifically the free gigs. I videotaped myself. It got like a 10-minute link, so I had somebody on the camera every 10 minutes recording, recording, so I can have content, so I can put it on YouTube. Because guess what? Here's the trifecta. Once you get that, then you can really start charging. It's hard to charge people when you have no credibility. Especially if you're not a big meech, if you're not a doctor or you don't work for a huge company, you have no credibility. So make sure and then get the credibility. You need to have the camera. You need to have the website. You need to have that stuff. Also, make sure you get a public figure page. One thing that I did, and most people know, I'm a very savvy marketer. I understand copy. I understand emotions. So, I mean, you have to utilize Facebook marketing. A lot of people don't utilize Facebook marketing. Shame on them as well. But I was running sponsored posts three years ago. Had... Great copy, had the right taglines, had a good picture, had a killer sentence with, with tags. So, like, here, here, I'll walk you through it, right? So, Emmanuel Johnson, I think I was interview 14. 
He's from Liberia. He worked for NASA. He's getting his PhD from USC. Like what the title? The title was uh, from a war tour country to NASA uh, engineer and future like PhD student. Something around that lines. And in the first sentence I said, man, um, growing up, I forgot what I said the first sentence. I'll read it. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up in a second. But I had a killer first sentence and I tagged North Carolina AT in the first sentence, right? So when I sponsored the post, I sponsored it for North Carolina AT. With a couple dollars, I think we did like, I did a dollar a day for like 30 days. Got over a thousand likes, over almost 700 shares, almost like 50, 80 comments, all off that. The last, if you look at my, my uh, Facebook profile now with uh, Hoko, I mean, he was, first of all, Hoko's phenomenal. Uh, rocket scientist, uh, elite pit master, just had his uh, TV show on the Cook Channel, as well as uh, a PhD. Um, you, rocket, like, you can't make this stuff up. And I had a great copy. With $11, we are almost approaching 1,000 likes and over like 300 shares and like uh, 40 comments. So there is power in Facebook marketing. But of course, I got 4,500 4, likes, which is not really a lot uh, in, a, in a bigger sense. But you just we just been marketing and understanding well. So always be a practitioner and utilize those resources. And in LinkedIn, as if you're listening to us right now, LinkedIn has been my biggest funnel for for marketing in a sense. So um, let, let me get back to speaking though. So yo, we have okay. You got your PDF, you got your first files. Now how do you get clients? You get clients, and this is what I didn't know now. Know what I know now? Video content, not just you speaking. I would do a weekly video. Do something weekly. Like Gary Vee is a big proponent of it, and I'm a disciple in a sense of his strategy on that of creating micro content, especially if you aren't there yet. People don't realize that, right? People think, okay, I need to get a certain amount of things. No, you have a lot of more bandwidth when you're not there yet because you can chronicleize your journey. Because guess what? 99% of people in the world are not where they need to be, anyways. They just starting too. So that's how you can be the market. They can follow you and kind of follow your blue steps and follow your path, and you don't have to worry about like, being 10 views or having like 15 views because you're just getting started so chronicleize your journey document it so when people hear your name or you say you're a speaker first of all you're a speaker too they need people need to see you on stage people need to see you doing some stuff on your ig or on your facebook or whatever but yo i'm like yo what you need to do is have it already online have it a one-stop shop so they can see all these videos because that's why i'm not worried about my youtube channel blowing up just yet because guess what i wanted to blow up when i already have 100 plus videos so people can see when I first started, people can see where I am now, people can see behind the scenes, and all that good stuff. Because you know what you do. When you, when you follow somebody on, on YouTube, you go back to the oldest videos, you like stuff, you comment stuff, you just get entranced with it. So I don't want people to get entranced when I have, like right now, for 34 videos, I wanted to get 100 videos. But guess what? We're going to have 100 videos by freaking probably this time, no, January 2018, because I do before and after of every speaking event. I do a weekly thrive report. I do keynotes because, oh, side note, and I know I'm going to be all over the place with this podcast, but I just want to provide value. There are differences because I have a friend of mine, EJ Carrion, man. He's been killing the high school game for a while, but he's been doing basically the same speech for the last seven years. Altered it a little bit, but I have been doing, I do a new speech like every time I get on the place because, hey, I know that I want to produce, I got a CD coming out, motivational CD, be producing that. Um, also, too, get an audio rec mic. Lavalier audio rec mic uh, because so you can record and get your, the audio quality that, that, that you need without having to strip the video. So get an audio rec lavalier mic so you can record your speeches as well. So remember, PDF. Once you get the PDF, you get the website. Once you get the website, 
Then you got to record every single thing. Next level, record your voice. Record your voice. When you're speaking, clip the lavalier mic, boom. You can use that for uh, voiceovers. You can use that for CDs. You can use that for a lot of different things. And that's something I didn't know. Now that I know now, it'd be huge. And most importantly, know your services and what you provide. If you're trying to go to the K-12 market, what sells on the K-12 market? Bullying? Check. Proficiency? Check. Student engagement? Check. And then confidence. But the top three are, are you going to help increase test scores? Are you going to help increase student engagement? Are you going to help prevent bullying? So all your talks and people are like, so what do you do? Does not need to be, man, I, 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 I broke positivity. I do this or I do that. No, 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 no. It needs to be earmarked around the key topics of which they want to pay for. All right. Hopefully I got that, man. Uh, matter of fact, if you have any more questions on the speaking tip, email me at greg at greghill.com. Oh, I know people have probably questions about pricing. Pricing is hit or miss, man. You just got to make sure you know if college, you got a college rate. I got a K-12 rate and I got a corporate rate. And it does change, honestly. It changes because there's certain people I know that can't afford me. So if you can't afford me, and if it's travel, then, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm at the point now I won't do it um, nine times out of ten if it's not mutually beneficial. But if it's local and I know you can't afford me, at least they're going to have somebody to, to, to operate the camera. At least they're going to put me on their Facebook page and get a couple testimonials. And plus, at the end of the day, I realize why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this just to become a millionaire off speaking because if that's your business model, you're flawed. My my, I, that's not that's not the end goal. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all on a secret. The end goal was to kind of become an Oprah, be a bridge, be a bridge to people's dreams. That's it. I want to become a conglomerate of bridges. So if you want to be a uh, engineer, you can listen to a podcast, watch this video, uh, subscribe to this TV channel. You can be an engineer. You want to do this? I want to create more opportunities, more pathways to success than what most young black people think or young latino think or young chinese think young minorities think because a lot of times like if you grow up in a certain environment you're not exposed to doctors you're not exposed to engineers you're not exposed to too many teachers you're not exposed to life lifestyle entrepreneurs you're not exposed to bloggers you're not exposed to people that make um hundred thousand dollars a year just off drawing paintings and just creating stuff. You're not exposed to that stuff. You're just exposed to rap. You're exposed to sports. You're exposed to the people that surround you. So I just want to be that ultimate bridge to information and people that are already doing it. I don't have to be the guy. And the problem with a lot of people, they're trying to be the guy when they need to be a role player. And role players, as you see in the NBA, Alan Crabb. As you see in the NBA, Evan Turner. They're making $100 million because they can shoot threes and play defense. But everybody in this society want to be star players. Everybody want to be LeBron James. Everybody ain't like LeBron James. So why not be the Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr got a ring, right? Steve Kerr got a couple rings, right? Steve Kerr is still relevant, still making moves, broadcast, who's a part owner. I don't know if he's a part owner, but now he's, of course, the coach of the Golden State Warriors. So be a Steve Kerr. You don't have to be a Jordan because everybody ain't built like Jordan. Everybody ain't monsters. But everybody want to operate one. But that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, if you got any more questions for speaking thing, make sure you email me. I got you. But let's transition to the podcast game, right? So in the podcast space, it's crazy, and I, I hope people peep this. For the first year of my podcast, I didn't release anything. I did 14 interviews, and I was nervous because my brand. I was like, man, my brand is not a certain level. It doesn't look, my website doesn't look like this. I'm not at a level to really introduce stuff. Nobody's going to rock with me. I had all this nervousness. And then one day I said, bump it. Let's put it out. Like, gee, remember who you are. Here's another nugget. Always. And I've, I've, been, I've been preaching this all podcast. Remember who you are. 
think about all the times in your life that you've been great, that you made people smile, that you inspired people, you encouraged people, that you gave people ideas, that you gave them life. Think about that right now. And any time that you have that you have this 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 thought of that you're not worthy enough or you you couldn't put it out there, think about that time because you have to add value. You adding value. And when you when you're when you're in this space of creating, when you're in this space of putting stuff in the atmosphere, you have to. Because people deserve that content. And I see so many people in life that get so lukewarm on a lot of different subjects and a lot of different spaces. I'm like, yo, put it out. And I had to look at myself and remember who I was. And I put the tape out. And then guess what? When you do that stuff, the world starts to align. That was right when Traveling to War and Zen was popping off. And I had her in the first cohort. And I just leveraged the connections I already have. My majority of my podcasts are people I already know that have dope stories. And I put the focus on them. I gave them templates on how to promote it. And then, yo, it just it just kind of went step from step from there. But how did I grow it? Uh, one, if you really want to know how to grow it fast, look at Side Hustle Pro. Look at Michaela Matthews. She is phenomenal. She is killing the game right now. So she can give you all those tips and tricks. But how I did it, A, I started off with Facebook. Facebook marketing. I started off with Facebook marketing. I started off with the friends I already knew. And I just... Put it out in the atmosphere. With the Facebook marketing, that helped out. And episode after episode, first of all, it's consistent too. When you, if you want to jump in this podcast game, don't jump into the podcasting game. You're not going to be consistently putting out content because that's the only way you can win in this game. You got to be consistent. So every Thursday, I showed up. But then second, around episode 21, that was when the pip, it just it went to a whole different level. And when it went to a whole different level is I had... My, my journey, I shared it. But then I, I I put something on LinkedIn. I put a picture on LinkedIn. I had some interesting copy. I said, yo, I was homeless. It took me seven years to graduate. And now I travel the world as a speaker. I'm, I'm, we've had, at that point, like 50,000 downloads on the podcast. And I'm just blessed to be here. Something around those names. And I thought, I mean, it was deep, but I didn't think it was that deep. Now today I had over 80,000 likes, like 44,000 comments. It was crazy. And then my, my, my downloads went from like 400 to like a couple thousand. That episode almost got 10,000 downloads alone. And I'm like, wow. And I just used the same strategy on all my other guests. And it's really done well. And most importantly, though, I have good content. And that's because we're honest. We share real stories. But it just evolved over time. But I, I utilize all those platforms to, to kind of leverage. But the biggest thing, if you're consistent and you're real, it sells. It shows. So, I mean, after that, I mean, I reach out to guests, of course, and I do that. But knowing what I know now, I guess, if, let's boil down to three things. First, I would, hmm, what would I do differently? I don't think I would do anything differently because I think you're always, like, you're, you're, you level up as you're ready for that type of exposure. Because if I would have got that exposure after, like, episode five, then they would have looked at my stuff. And then they would have been like, oh, he only got four episodes. And they lift and lift it off. And that's why I'm never in a rush to blow up. I'm never in a rush to make a whole lot of money because, A, I don't want to be in a position where I'm not ready to make that type of money. But, A, I'm not, I want to be ready for the blow up, ready for the exposure. When you come, now when people come, they have 67 episodes. So you, it's just, I'm not a one-hit wonder. So I got more credibility rather than I had 10, 20. And now I got a little bit more weight in the industry. But um, another biggest thing is I wish I would have been more aggressive reaching out to high-level influencers, but also, too, not missing the middleman. Like, I think I've, I've phenomenally flourished in getting the middle, the middle people. 
with great stories, may not have a big following because a lot of people are riding waves right now. Let's be honest. A lot of people are riding waves there. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yo, if it's your strategy and you're providing content, like, that's why I love Michaela. She provides great strategy and dreams and drive as well and a lot of the podcasts on with those individuals. But where I am gifted at is by getting um, what you may think is like a regular person that has a phenomenal story, highlighting their story, making them a star, and then helping them get traction. Like that is where I get off. Like Tristan, Tristan Francis, of course he's going to Harvard, Harvard Business School, but I mean, he don't have his own website. He wasn't really, uh, outside of his professional network, he was dominant. He didn't really, nobody really knew him on a, on a big scale. But I took his story because, I mean, I mean, adopt, not adopted, but um, he was, he was like, he was not the ideal guy to be at Harvard and, and Goldman Sachs and, and Morgan Stanley and all that stuff. And I brought him, I humanized and brought him on the show. And then that, that thing kind of went viral on LinkedIn. And then people reaching out to him all across the country, all across the world. And that's what it's all about. So, I mean, I, I would spend more time trying to really understand my gifts and my strength. You have so many people that are in entrepreneurs, so many people that are considering themselves speakers and all these podcasts, all this other stuff, but don't know what they're good at. They don't know their strengths. They don't own it. Like, so ask your friend, ask yourself, what are you good at? What are your strengths? My strengths is being honest and, and, and challenging other people to be honest. Challenging other people to be vulnerable, not just me. And that's what kind of sells. And the, and the last thing I would say with the podcast is commit. Commit 110%. Commit all your time. Commit to it. You commit to it, it's going to give you back what you need. I say no more on that. Um, last thing on, on books, a lot of people have uh, questions about writing books and all that stuff. Everybody has a story. If, I'm, if it was up to me, everybody write a book. Everybody has a story. What does it take? Simple. 30 minutes a day, every single day. You do that for two and a half months, you have a 100 to 150 page book. Once you do that, you grab an editor. You pay her, hopefully a couple hundred dollars, she'll edit it. Once you get the editor, you have to get an inside design formatter. I didn't notice my first book. Guess what? It was great written, but it was trash inside. Because I didn't realize I got the cover done, but I didn't realize there's people that do inside format. So what I did, I went to upwork.com and got somebody to design the inside of my book, to have the bullet points, to have the structure and the quotes to this stuff, and to add it to really look like a a, a a book you can read at Starbucks, a book you can get at Barnes and Nobles, to really sex it up a bit. And that did wonders. And that was only like four hundred dollars. And then I use CreativeSpace.com because books are only like a couple dollars on there. And they, they'll put it on Amazon and it'll also ship you. You can order copies in both. So I did that. And man, because the first time I, I forgot what I used, but it was a bare bones book. The second time I, I used Creative Space. So I'm on Amazon. I'm on all majority of selling platforms as well as I get copies in bulk for the low. And it was a simple process. And I guess I didn't the kind of. What it started was I had a vision. Okay, my story, just kind of like a movie, needs a beginning, middle, and end. Beginning, first chapter, you need to bring him in. Like that needs to be your lowest point so they can kind of feel you, feel you right from the jump and get rightly ingrained to the story. But then I have different segues. So I have uh, first part. Um, the, the, I always thought, uh, I knew I wanted to have 15 chapters. So for each chapter, I was like, okay, how can I tell the story in a linear way of my biggest, biggest stories that people can get the most out of? So I organized the stories. Then I organized uh, this, the chapter titles because I'm a big music fan. I looked at old, I got inspiration from old CDs and I was like, okay, hold up. This is how they made the titles? Okay, boom. I did that. And once I got the titles, I just showed up every day. And guess what? 
every single day, some of the content did not make it. Some stories were horrible. Some things did not make sense. But I showed up every day. And sooner or later, working with the editor, she streamlined it. She helped it out so much. Shout out to Amina Rashad. She just is phenomenal. I don't give her enough credit, man. She just edited it. She did a phenomenal job with it. And now we have a finished product. We put it out. And guess what? It wasn't perfect. But I produce. The first book wasn't perfect. But in order for the second book to be better, I had to write the first book. In order for the third book to be better, I had to write the second book. And the whole theme of this podcast, the whole theme of the tour, the whole theme of what I've been able to do through helping yourself and most importantly through helping God is I didn't wait for a stamp of approval. I did not wait for somebody to say, Greg, you should go on tour. I did not wait and say, Greg, you should write a book. I did not wait to say when I was in high school making $100 a day selling sodas. I did not wait for somebody to tell me you was an entrepreneur. When I was hustling polos from China, I did not wait for somebody to say, yo, gee, you should, you should sell polos from China because everybody's popular now. So you can, sell, you can get them for six and sell them for 20. I did not wait. I am not waiting to launch a conference in March that's going to change the freaking world. I did not wait. So my only question to you is why are you waiting? Why are you looking for a stand? Why are you looking for somebody to tell you that you should charge X for your business? Why are you looking for somebody to tell you to write a blog or to be more consistent in your passion? Why are you always waiting for somebody? And then when you hate when other people are doing what you said you was what you wanted to do. That's why that, that's why the world is so hateful because everybody's waiting on the sidelines. It's like a pool and some people are swimming. They're like, man, I wish I could swim. Man, my, I wish I could get in the pool. You got on swimming trunks. Get in the dang pool. Like, and let's get real. Like, I'm in the zone right now. So let's get real. It's crazy. I was in a club last night and I and, and, uh, a little pivot. I was at a club last night. And I used to be so nervous in the club, so like self-aware, like, is my shirt right? Is this? Because I used to be the guy in, uh, in, in college, man. Dog, they be, I had the polo on, I had the little the, the tape. I'm like, why am I not getting no dancers in the club? I had some broke cats and people that was like, they were not on my level, I thought at the time. And they getting twerked off in the club. And I'm like, yo, why am I not getting no love in the club? And I'm like, my, first of all, my confidence, I had confidence in certain areas, but it just, I just had no club swag. My club, club swag was on zero. But fast forward to the last night, I had my Minority Trailblazer hoodie. Matter of fact, if you want Minority Trailblazer merch, go to GregoryHood.com backslash merchandise. We got it on sale. Have my Minority Trailblazer hoodie, camo shorts. Side note, I kind of look like a Q. I'm like, hold up, bro. You know I'm A5A out here, but I look like a Q. I was in the corner, and I was just vibing. And the energy was just all around me. When the song came on, I wanted, I, I rocked out. But when it, when it didn't, I was just chilling. And you just saw people just starting to float around me and do all that stuff. And I say all to say is because now I finally in my life, I'm confident of who I am. I'm not trying to put on for nobody. I don't always need to be in a suit. I was a guy in college that wore a suit every single day. That's why I got the G Diddy kind of moniker. Every single day. I was on that wave. Probably before Yeezy was on that wave. I, maybe maybe I was inspired by Yeezy, but every single day my junior year and in my senior year, I was a politician. That's what I did. But now I don't care about really what I got on for the most part because I know I do the work. I know I, I, know I am who I say I am. I know I, every single day when I record a podcast, every single day when I write, every single day when I get on stage, every single day when I have conversations with my people, I know who I am. I know I add value. I know that I matter. And if you can't, if that energy is not reflected, that doesn't, that doesn't, what does that mean? And that's the biggest thing I want people to get out the tour, out of life, man. And I said it before, but you do matter. And if you have that confidence, life is just going to love you up. Life is going to throw you every opportunity. 
Life is going to share, give you every resource. Life is going to give you everything you need if you believe who you are. Stop downplaying your greatness. Stop waiting for people to affirm your greatness. Claim it now. That's why I wrote Remember You're a Genius. Because I really believe that everybody has genius level ability. Everybody is phenomenal. Everybody could be the top, one of the tops in the interview. Everybody can be a legend. But most people spend so much time discrediting themselves, so much time consuming content from other people, so much time doing all this other stuff. I'm like, yo, this this should be you. This is you. Claim it. It's not, I'm not even on no motivational tip right now. I'm just, and this is me to you. Whoever's listening right now, if you're struggling, um, I don't know what your struggle is. But really, after this podcast, man, put it down. I'm like, yo, Craig ain't that deep. And he's been able to do all this. Just had an idea. I had an idea. I'm just going to roll up and do a pop-up tour. And now people are excited. People are like, yo, can you come to Cleveland? Or can you come to LA? Can you do this? Can you do that? I just had an idea. So I challenge y'all, man. Like it, it almost brings me to tears when I see so much potential, so much in everybody else, man. And they like, yo, they clap on the sidelines for me, but they got more. They got more in the tank. They got more in the tank and they clapping for me. I'm like, yo, you're it. So that's why I want I want to do this too. I'm doing the conference. I'm doing all this because people can see. They 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 saw me when I was low. They saw me when I lost 15 pounds, when I was depressed, when I was the guy that's walking around North Carolina streets looking crazy, walking around bridges saying, man, shoot, I might jump. Like, I don't need to be here on earth. They saw me when my phone was cut off. I done had like seven to eight different numbers, phone getting cut off, can barely make rent, not paying rent, credit, piss poor, broke. Like, that's it. And it won't too long ago. Even when I was coming up, even to today, my credit's still bad. I'm working on it. <laughs> But even today, like there's struggles, man, because you're just putting it all out there. But yo, this is this is what a part of life. Everybody, when you're real about that, man, people respect it. But also, too, I also know what I'm not tolerating anymore. I also do know my worth now. But I had it took a long time getting there. So hopefully, this podcast helps somebody. I just gave a couple tips on like speaking, podcasting, books. I really want to incorporate an Ask Greggy Hill uh, session. For the next podcast, so any questions you have for me or the guests, we're definitely going to make sure that we, we bring that. I'm also going to do more YouTube live interviews because I want to want to start bringing this out a little bit more. Because audio podcasts are cool, but man, sometimes I'm like, do y'all realize how dope these people are that are getting interviewed? Like, they're really doing stuff in this culture, in this space, man. It's phenomenal. So, I'm about to go on the beach. I'm in Myrtle Beach on vacation, but I just want to show this episode. So, make sure you grab yourself some merch. GreggyHill.com backslash merchandise. Make sure you come on the tour. Charlotte, North Carolina, July 8th. We coming. GreggyHill.com backslash MTP live. I can't wait. I can't wait. And make sure, make sure, make sure that you're doing your thing and changing the freaking culture. Oh, and subscribe. Good night. Boom. By the fact, I didn't mean to say subscribe. I meant and uh, rate. And review the podcast you on iTunes and share with a friend. And I'll see you on tour. And I love y'all. Good night. Boom.